0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24 7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream. Grand final week. It's finally here. Breaking news. The big opinions. Last minute goss from inside the locker room. If it's
1: grand final news you need, get it
0: right here. The Triple M Grand Final Scrum.
2: Yes, indeed. It's a Wednesday grand final scrum. Six o'clock each night on Triple M, all over the listener app as well. It's Dan Ganane hosting tonight with Dave Riccio from The Telegraph and Fox Sports. Hello, Dave. Great to be here, Dan. It sure is. And a man, I tell you what, if you're in the Cronulla area and you bump into him, he's got tickets in his wallet for the big game. So just ask (laughs) him and he will happily
0: oblige. James Graham, hello. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for uh, (laughs) outing me with that confession. I don't have tickets. Anyone that's listening, I don't. I, I am cleaned out.
2: I think I've got a. I think Triple M were going to give me a couple. So, how much do you reckon they'd go on the open market?
0: You I'm talking go, hypothetically. Yeah. I would
2: never. I would never ever try and profit off the game of rugby league. I reckon two fifty. I reckon three fifty. Four yeah. now. Uh, sold out yesterday. That's as well, quick over as a game has sold out. I reckon in. Probably since South Canterbury back in
1: fourteen. Dan, I was about to say it. You took the words out of my mouth. Tuesday afternoon, breaking news out of the NRL: sold out the grand final. And you're right, it is so early. Usually, there's usually a drib and a drab of a ticket here and a ticket there, right up until kickoff, really. But not this case. And yeah, it must be said that that has to be expected, given yeah.
0: these two clubs. How good is it though? Like yeah. it's going to be sold out already. That that build up, that anticipation. Okay, those people without tickets, well, where are you going to watch it? Like, are we going to go to the Leagues Club? Are we going yeah. to go to the stadium? Are we going to go to your house? I, I love that. I love it when you know, you're guaranteed, packed out, fans are excited. It, are what, it couldn't have been scripted any better for the NRL to have these two teams playing this year's I grand final. I know there's
1: two teams in the grand final, but put a heart rate monitor on every Eels fan for me, please. <laughs> I, I, I re- I'm, I'm enamored by the Eels story. As a journo covering the game, it's the Eels who are the story for me. And I want to see Eels fans Sunday morning. I mean, seriously, they'll, they will have lost six kilos this week, just in anticipation, unable to sleep, unable to eat. And it, it'll be Parramatta jerseys every single day at the office. And this Sunday morning will be, oh my God, the anticipation. But I love that, Dave. That they're actually enjoying the
2: week, and look, it mightn't happen for them on on Sunday night. You never—they're playing a damn good team. But I, there is there are certain clubs. They re, when Parramatta makes a grand final, Sydney comes alive. When mm. South Sydney make a grand certain, Canterbury, It's been a while. The 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 city comes alive,
0: yeah. and I love seeing all the scenes during the week. I, I, I'm laughing about it, but. Dave, it, it's true. There'll be people on Sunday morning that'll be genuinely nauseous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's a public holiday. The next day, maybe the, you know the, the family are trying to organise something else, and you'll be people that don't speak to me. That like, can you just be quiet because I just need to <laughs> think about this game. No one put me off. There'll be people doing their little routines that they think is going to have an impact on the game. There'll be lucky underwear being worn. <laughs> out in Parramatta to try and break this hoodoo. I, I just love all these little things that the fans that we, that bring so much to our game, just that that sense of nervousness, like they're actually playing they or having a few beers at breakfast to calm the nerves. Yep. And yeah, who knows they might be repeating on themselves come like three, four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and build them back up again for the evening. Now, Jimmy, um, you've been
2: part of how many su- Super League grand finals? Uh, seven or eight, I think. Okay. What are the fundamental differences? I mean, we, t- we just talked about um, the, the you know, more, the week of, of, say, a Parramatta fan, for instance. What's, a, okay, St. Helens. They make it nearly every year. They just won their fourth straight premiership. You're part of a, a stack of them, uh, a stack of grand finals while you were there. Is there any sort of build-up to a Super League grand final? Because i got to say, Old Trafford looks magnificent when 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 the big game comes around.
0: Yeah, well, there's two big differences as far as I'm concerned, Dan. One is obviously the amount of press and delegation that you've got to go through over here. Well, I say got to go through that you get the privilege to go through. So it's obviously extremely hyped up. All eyes are on this. We've had the AFL Grand Final. Then the sporting stage is cleared For this weekend, all eyes upon Australia will be on the NRL Grand Final. If you're a sports fan, you're going to be watching this where, you know, perhaps in England you don't get quite the same level of build-up, no breakfast. Yeah, you have a a media day and get to visit Old Trafford, but it's nothing, absolutely nothing compared to what it's like over here. And then the second difference is is when you're actually playing the game, you're playing on a football or soccer field, not a traditional rugby league ground. Mm. So there is slight nuanced differences that so you go we're gonna to go to A and which is a not purpose built rugby league stadium, but it's a ground that you know rugby league is played on you know most weeks of the of the calendar of the rugby league calendar, where Old Trafford it's not. So the grass is a little shorter and the field isn't as long. So it takes a little bit of adjusting. Uh it is
2: you know, Manchester United home ground, the theatre of dreams. And it does look it's a remarkable stadium. Do you get awed by that, Jimmy? I mean, you're a Liverpool man, uh, evident man, but, you know, from that from, from that area. Do you actually, when you're in the stadium and you look around, I mean, do you actually get awed by,
0: you played 600 games, do you actually get awed <laughs> by a stadium? Hey, look, I think it's it, it's one of those, you tick the box off plate there. Like, you know, you, you, you grow up seeing these magnificent stadiums and it's an absolute privilege to to get your your feet on the grass and... You know, I can, you know, whenever I played at Wembley, I can remember like, you know, literally taking some of the grass, much to the, the groundsman's um anger, taking a little bit of Wembley grass to take home with me. So, you know, you know anybody that plays rugby league, ultimately we start off as, as a big fan and then you get to, to be on the centre center stage and I think to play at an iconic stadium, I don't think you get overawed by it but you can appreciate like you're doing something pretty special and nothing hits you when you – nothing like it in life hits you when you walk out to a big stadium, you've been in the dressing sheds, you're warming up, you're ready to go, and then you walk out and there's 60, 70, 80,000 people are just screaming and you're just going, wow, wow, this is it.
2: I'm to ask you something about 2014. All right. South Canterbury, you put one on Sam Burgess. What was your intention? I mean, uh, it, it went wrong. He broke his cheekbone. But what you you always say when we call the game? You should hear it, Dave. Yeah. The first thing yeah. he looks at is this ball is going to lodge. <laughs> but you you look for who's gonna who's gonna get the ball and who's gonna tackle him. So what were you trying to do to Sam Burgess?
0: Yeah, look, it's always. Um, the, I feel the start is so important and. I always preferred to kick off to try and make a statement of intent. And I'll never forget that day. I was the captain filling in for Michael Innes, who was unfortunately injured. Did the toss, won, okay, or South loss perhaps. I can't recall, uh, but I'm going to choose to kick off. So ultimately I've come out, you know, that the anthems are played and then you, you're waiting around to see who's going to line up where. I position myself to make a right shoulder tackle. Trent Hawkinson, make sure you kick it right. Look it down. Oh, there's Sam Burgess. Uh, <laughs> that's he's not supposed to be there, <laughs> but he is. So okay, well, he wants some action. So do I. So well, let's let's kind of go. Um, and I can. My, my intent was to to pull off a big tackle. You know, to start start our defensive efforts strongly. Mm. Um, that that was the intent. His intent was to start off the game because he 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 went there for a reason. Like he was stood there to take the first run. He knew where we were going to kick and traditionally number thirteens loose forwards, don't stand there. So he, 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 he knew he wanted some. Um, and so did I, and I was obviously trying to do the best for my team. He was trying to do the best for him. And you know, a lot of people make things of, you know, the, the head clash and, and, and that's all it was. It was, it was cheek on cheek and, um. It was a hundred
2: miles an hour.
0: Yeah. I, I never thought Dave, it was anything uh, deliberate. Did, no. Do you feel the
1: break? When when you collide like that,
0: I, I I genuinely didn't know. I can remember sort of reeling out of the tackle and thinking like, oh, like I had a little um a, a little mouse on my um on my cheek, like under my right eye, and I was like, oh, I was a bit, yeah, you know, just kind of cracked on. And then I don't think it was till I think we made an error, we gave a, uh, we had packing forming the scrum, and then I seen Sammy's face and was like, oh, mm. this is this is. This is not good. Is this gladiatorial? Sorry to cut you off,
2: but I'm just thinking. This is when Rocky finally cuts Ivan Drago. <laughs> and, and, and when he sees he's cut Drago, it just, his chest puffs
0: out. Did you actually
2: feel, and yes, it's an accident and these things happen, but did you think, you beauty, you beauty?
0: No, I, I kept saying to Sam, I, th- I think he need to go off. <laughs> um, and I, In fact, my, my exact words to him were, mate, you've got a face like a drop pie. So, um, I was trying to convince him that he he'd be best saved by leaving the field of play, but um what I guess he's saying th- back to you jimmy he he was just sort of, uh, from what I can recall, he was just sort of smiling and telling me politely to <laughs> f off um yeah. but yeah he um he won the Clive Churchill off the back of that, and I've said this a few times for me, Clive Churchill that day should have gone to his brother George yes, it should have, but like um, some of us were on him at fifty one dollars <laughs> Oh, well, there you go um. Sorry, Dan. I think I've cost you there, haven't I? Because I think due to the heroics of yes. Sam that day, um, that was all part of the Dang, story of why he multiplied won by fifty is twenty five fifty. So, Jimmy, we'll we'll go for a drink. Us, we'll square up. Deal, All right.
2: <laughs> Deal. Uh, you don't like us talking about that, do? You?
0: Um, I I don't know. It's kind of, I, it's. I, I think people make more of it than than what it was. Um I understand that it is, it was a big story and people want to focus on it, but I guess it was just me trying to make a tackle and um yeah. Uh, Dave, I
2: I've never thought anyone has thought it was anything other than just to, oh, I,
0: no. I've had a few people say like oh you meant that. I was like Hell. I, well, no, that's... I, well there's there you go how like pl- plan that Yeah, like, plan it. Yeah. And and try to implement that plan. Yep. It, you just no. It, it's just, yeah, the, the, I'm not that surprised that yep. some people come, jump to that conclusion. I'm not surprised. I understand why people do, but I can assure you it was just one of those things that happened. It's
2: iconic. Hey, it is, Dave, yep. it's one of the most iconic. If you, they asked you at the Telegraph put together oh, the, easily the greatest five moments of the grand final yeah, that's in there in sam there. Burgess just doing what he did after Absolutely. that is in there
1: extraordinary it was
0: it was incredible for sam to carry on yeah. we've had a couple of conversations after it and it was phenomenal that he, he he continued on and yeah we spoke about this um not a lot of people knew this that but um after the game obviously we we give each other a big hug we were you know he he could see i was devastated but you know the 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 day after he FaceTimed me and we had a beer together, just the two of us on on FaceTime and just, yeah. It was one of those moments that you just look back and you think, yeah, good on you, Sam. Let's talk this game. And it's going
2: to be some change for both these clubs. Mm. I know, you know, a term now we like to use is premiership window and the Parramatta one appears to be, certainly the door's closing. I'm not sure it'll be closed after tonight, but you take out Reid Marnie on its own. Is significant, and then there's others that are departing as well. Penrith are losing um, Kickow and Corrissow. Yeah, oh, that's
1: enormous. And the defensive coach Cameron Seraldo and also the assistant attack coach in Andrew Webster. So
2: we're thinking of Penrith as a dynasty, but it's going to be damn tough for so, them to do it after this
1: year. Well, damn, one or thing. Tougher. Yeah, look, one one thing we know about the Panthers is that, is it's a production line, like it's stead set a production line of talent. So you, were, Panthers fans, would be backing the fact that they're, they're winning all the lower-grade titles and that there will be a production line of talent to fill the gaps. However, time will tell because Arpikorosau, mm. I mean, he could be on a plane with the Australian team. That's where he's at now. That's, that's the significance of, of his status in the game. You don't replace a potential test hooker overnight.
0: I, and you see the difference he makes when you watch that South Sydney game. Now, yes, there was plenty happening in the open 20 minutes. But when Coruscant came onto the field and, and replaced Mitch Kenny, Penrith looked like a different outfit. Yeah, and maybe that's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. But the, I've I've thought about this and, you know, the dummy half position is so important. Just And Appy's key to how Penrith attack. And I think we'll see the likes of Cleary, Luai and Yo suffer for him not being there. Mm. Just the way he gets out, holds the ball up, to look then into a no look pass and that area, that deception, also his distribution when they play with width, it's sensational. It's, it, they are huge sh- shoes to fill as well as well as kick out. Yeah. Like we underestimate just how good he is. I know he only plays an on edge back row, he's not a spine player, but he is massive for Penrith. We yeah. just look at the, the detail of the charge now. Only he's doing that. He's the- a smarter player than what he's got given credit for. <laughs> mm. Villarreal, he yes, he's he's seriously
1: within the the Panthers inner sanctum. He's he's highly regarded for those little plays, Jimmy. That he he spots in videos and goes to work on, and that's no fluke. And and the the good players um, break down their opposition through their effort, and that's exactly what Army <clears throat> Kickout has been doing. He'll be a huge blow, no doubt. I feel as though if there is an area that the Panthers can cover, it is it is that position yeah. where, Jimmy, I come back to Coruscant, it's, mm. he, he's a spine player. And as I said, you just can't replace that overnight, no matter how rich your talent is. It, it's taken years of experience of Coruscant to get to this point in time. And and I just think it's a massive blow. It will send the Panthers back. It will. Mm. Um as for Parramatta, they've got, their, they've got their losses of their own. What we don't know about Parramatta is their success as far as their nursery is concerned. And ultimately, that's exactly why the the uh, Nathan Brown, uh, former coach Nathan Brown, was employed to conduct the internal review originally for the Eels to look at their pathways and development. They know they've got issues. They know they're not producing the right talent that they should be given their, their length and breadth as far as their nurseries are concerned. And so... It's, it's time for them to try and become the Panthers as far as development is concerned. And I don't know if they've got it with the departures they've got. Neocore, Marnie, Pappalee. They do get Josh Hodgson in. Yes. Right. We know he's experienced. He might hold the fort for them for next year. Saying that, he's older than you think. Yep. And that, he's coming off a of ACL. And we know
2: how long those things yep. take to, to recover from. Yep. So a, it is a big question mark. Yep. So I think what well, from what you're saying, Dave, Penrith, much better chance of backing up next year or, or following through and doing it again in 2023. Jimmy, would you agree? Yeah,
0: look, I think with the loss of Coruscant, that's going to pull Penrith back towards the pack. Um, you, uh, for me this year, they've been streets ahead of everybody else. I think this is going to pull them back a couple of pegs, but they'll still be there or thereabouts next year. And hey, we, we talk about you know junior nurseries coming through, but some of this... For me, it's about the recruitment and recruiting the right players. Two years ago, Parramatta signed a guy called Isaiah Papalihi. It was, well, okay, well, what's going on here? Like, What what sort of impact is that going to make? Who's going to emerge in season 2023? Who's going to move in season 2023 to a new club that's going to find a new lease of life that's going to explode? So... Parramatta may have someone up their sleeve. They've recruited well in the past. Are they about to unearth the next Isaiah Papalihi? If- Hang on, do they need the, the next Isaiah Papalihi? Because Dave, mm. he won't
2: commit. He will not. What is going I on? I don't know
1: why he hasn't just killed this story off. Like the likelihood of him, I think there's more likelihood of him going than not. I think the contract is too tight mm. and no plausible reason other than the, that a coach change uh, for him to get out of the contract, Now some would argue that that's fair enough. He signed under Michael Maguire, and that's who he—that's who he was lured by. He was lured to play under Mage, and it hasn't eventuated. Um, Did he put the clause in? And, well, no, he didn't, and that's, that's the catch. That's and on his manager. The only other way you can get out of a contract is on—is—is um, on personal grounds or or for family reasons. There's not that case. <laughs> no. The only uh, that that would that window would open up for the Warriors. He has family back in New Zealand. And that could be a path for him to to get out of his deal with the Tigers. But that's not the play.
0: The play is to stay at Parramatta. He wants to stay at Parramatta, not go to any other club. There's absolutely no way that that can happen. Mm. It it just can't. It can't. We've been down this road before where players, big-name players, have signed for clubs and they've U-turned. Tedesco at Canberra. Um, Josh Papali here, Parramatta. That's right. You know, there's Daily a Daily Cherry Evans. Da, Daily yep. Cherry, um, but they were the rules at the time. It, they the- they were the rules at the time, Dan, and it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing for everybody concerned. So they changed those rules to stop this happening because if you allow Isaiah Papali to to go t- U10 on his deal with the West Tigers, then it's just it's going to become the norm. Okay, well it happened there. Like, and w- even if the Tigers, you know, there is the argument to say. Well, you know, if you're a Tigers player, do you want him there? It doesn't matter, yeah, because that's not a reason he you'll get into the system, and you'll get ingrained in the system, and you become a West Tigers player. If you if you got, don't so, think if, the
1: Tigers players will look at him a little bit differently when he, once he ar- arrives, Jimmy.
0: It, well, he he's got an explanation, but if the, if if there's doubt. At the time, don't sign the deal.
1: Sorry, you you expect him to explain himself in that first meeting once he arrives? I, well,
0: I think he, he would owe them an explanation.
2: How does that work, Jimmy?
0: Well, you know, you, what, like any new signing, you you know, you'd normally get introduced to the playing group, right? And I think it would be he'd be best served to sort so of. So everyone's sitting on the grass, yeah. You know, oh, this out is, on the field, or or in the, the meeting and, room, and all, yeah. you yeah, know, we want to welcome. This person, this person, this person to a new club. Maybe bring them up for a bit of a quick chat, and yeah. away you go. Each each coach is different on how they introduce new players to the team. Obviously, with the the staggered return of the players due to the World Cup, they might they might wait a while until everybody's back together in January. I'm not too sure, but um, I, I just he just can't not go to so so to the Tigers. He 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 has to go. It it it, it would just create even more of a mess. Hey, it'd be great for all us in the media talking about who's going to U-turn again, but on principle, when you're negotiating that deal and you've got time to make that decision, these are the thoughts that you've got to have, and I assume he has had, before he signed that deal to go to the Tigers. Mm. Well, what if I want to stay? Well, it, it, that ship has sailed, and you know, as a game, we can't allow this to happen, in my opinion. I find it interesting that you... You ex- you expect, and the Tigers players would
1: demand Isaiah to address the situation the moment he walks into the room. Like, he has to. And on the flip side, what if he doesn't? How would you feel as a Tigers player if he just
0: comes in and doesn't address it? Pretty shy blow. Yeah, he might just yeah. walk in. and I mean, that that would be my expectation um, that, you know, okay, well. Mm. And we're talking, obviously, hypothetical. Yeah, so sure, like, yeah. Yeah, well, ma- yeah and, and may- with, maybe yeah. maybe his explanation is I just want to focus I just wanted to focus on the finals. I couldn't be bothered dealing with all this. Yeah. What did oh, they- he's but had then, ample know, opportunity,
1: Jimmy. He ha- it's now been six months. Uh sorry, four and a half months. I think Tigers have been better
2: over the years of holding their ground. Ivan Cleary was a perfect example. Yep. They they yep. they got massive compensation. Basically, Penrith paid for Michael Maguire for a while, but yep. the compensation that they received. No,
1: they've done a good job. They haven't rolled over.
2: That's right. So what is an, is there anything that is acceptable compensation for the Tigers? Let's say it gets to a point Isaiah goes, you know what, you can sit me out, I'm not coming.
1: Yeah, well the problem is they've they've lost their two, they've lost their back rowers for next year. Yeah, mm, right, and that's the that's their biggest problem. Kilma gone, Manly, and obviously already released Luciano Leal to the Cowboys.
2: What if they say we'll give you Nathan Brown? Parramatta says no, you're gonna uh, have so Nathan Brown. Like, and we'll give you it's one It's not more.
1: like for like, Dan. I understand. It ha- it's
0: something would have to be like for like. Well, I think I think the only way you do it is a is a situation where the Tigers win. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that, that 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 they win. That's that's the only acceptable situation is if the Tigers win.
2: I think unless he comes out on Sunday night, win, lose or draw, and absolutely commits, Dave, this is a. I've just you, you've got a story over summer.
1: Yeah. Look, I I just find it staggering at this point in time. He still hasn't put it to bed you know and again my gut says that he just goes along and because there really is no wiggle room but uh, he, do, does he really need to be this still up in the air Orbson, yeah. in,
2: in GF week all right let's talk dally m's gents let's talk dally m's because it's on tonight um it's at Randwick race course He's the master PVL. He's going on. He's It's the NRL's great event. It's at, he's at Racing New South Wales headquarters. Beautiful. Now, that's, that's double. They might tip. be moving
1: up at an Menangle while, <laughs> while they, the Dally's been Do presented. Do
2: you think I'm, we're about to head out there? Do you reckon they've got the two? Oh, oh please. As if they me? won't be. Oh. So while, while we're watching the Dally M's, <laughs> yes. we can be on the Wendy Park dogs. Yes. Oh, you beauty. Uh, who's going to win? It seems to be a race in two. Hines or Hunt.
1: Yeah, look... Uh, there's a little tip around for Cam Munster, so don't rule Munster out. Um, but certainly, that's all been the, the suggestion that Ben Hunt and Nico Hines are the two front runners and both have had wonderful seasons. And you could you, you could make a case for, for either. Um, I think Nico Hines, the, the only flaw for him might be the sharing of points, where Ben yes. Hunt at the Dragons dominated at any time the Saints won. And even in close games that they lost, he was still one of their best players on the field. So, um, it's gonna be—I think it'll be one of the tightest for sure. Yeah, well, we've how, seen in years.
0: How, how many games did, did the Dragons win this year?
1: Well, they finished eleventh.
0: They finished eleventh. Well, what, however many games they won, times that by three because that's how many points he's got, and then throw <laughs> throw on a few more for those um, for those games that he that he f- featured heavily um, in the in the points. So point stopped after twelve rounds officially. You at
2: the Telegraph mm. and the Courier Mail. You did your extra. You, you kept your own
1: scoring system. Yeah, yeah, just for interest. And who,
2: now, who came out in front? Did you do you know? Was was there a winner at the end uh, of that? Benny
1: Hunt was the leader at the end at the of, uh, twenty-five yeah. rounds. But again, that's only. I oh, know it's a, a it's subjective.
2: Yeah, subjective.
1: Um, boys, I don't know where you stand, but I think we're getting to the point where the Dally M's. I need to include the finals, like. We we ha- we could have a situation where Ben Hunt has, a g- again, wonderful season, right? But it hasn't been cited through the final series, of which, isn't that what you're measured upon? Isn't what this is, even co- take me to coach of the year, this is what the coaches are measured upon? Mm. How you navigate a, a team through the final series? How you navigate your team, being the halfback, through the final series? But Best player like, is best player. The Dragons... What Dragons fan are happy about their season? None. They've missed the finals again. And that the player of the year could come from a team that didn't play in the finals.
2: Well, it's not his fault he's got dad's army around him.
1: You know, just battling their way to 12 wins. Yeah, but I, the best player in the game proves how many he's do, the best player how, in the game at every level. How many do they
2: win? How many do they win and if he's not And that includes playing Five. under pressure
1: in the final series.
2: Well, I get that, but... Well, if Ben, Jason, uh, Jared Hayne won one, I soon remember. 0-9, But I think he, the one he tied with Malolo in fourteen. I don't think they made the finals that year. I think there's been some a sprinkling of players that have won the award
1: without playing finals. Without playing finals. Certainly, coach of the year is another reason why I bring up this point. Mm. Because I think the coaches, this is where they earn their money. This is where you, the coaches, come to the fore in understanding how to manage a team through a final series, the pressure, the spotlight. And, you know, I thought for me after the regular season, it was Craig Fitzgibbon, Mm. my coach of the year. What he did with the Sharks in bringing a team, new spine together for the first time in a rookie season to finish second, highest finish ever for the Sharks in their history. I thought he was my coach of the year. Yet, what's... Todd Payton's got to a prelim. Yeah, Ivan Cleary is in another grand final. Yeah, but that can't be measured upon because we don't we don't factor in finals.
0: I think coach of the year, unless Parramatta win on Sunday, should surely go to uh, Todd Payton. Like the job he has done up there is phenomenal. Talk about overachieving, defying expectation. Yeah, we kept waiting for the Cowboys to fall. We kept mm-hmm. waiting for them to revert to what we thought they were going to produce this season, and they haven't. Remember, so,
2: Cronulla weren't that far off the finals the last few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, They've been close. Never going to win the comp, but so what Payton, his the level he's increased them, because um, what were they last year? 14th, 15th? They were way off the pace. Oh, obviously, as you said, Jimmy, a They also sport. had
1: almost a record uh, inclusion in the Origin team, Dan, which mm. points to a huge amount of talent compared mm. to what the Sharks had of which I don't think they had an origin play. I'm just trying to think, Hines at 18th man or... But I'm just saying, there was talent at the Cowboys. Granted, hey, I didn't have them in the eight either. No. And Peyton deserves every credit. But my point is, his status in my eyes goes up because of what he achieved through the final series. Yeah. So who do you think will get it? I think Toddy Payton will get it. Okay. What about you,
0: Jimmy? I think Toddy Payton, but again, I'd, I agree with Dave's point. It should be given out next week after the grand final.
2: Yeah. Uh, now, what else have you got, Jimmy? So you've got your team of the the J- James Graham team of the year.
0: Yeah, as always, a team of the year is going to be pulled apart, and everyone's got a different opinion. Nothing will ever match up. But here's my team anyway. So we've got James Tedesco at fullback. Yes. Hey, anyway,
2: um, hang on. Let's whoa, whoa, don't rush this. All, Let's, right. all right. Okay. Let's we come won't, on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Dylan okay. Edwards puts up a very good case. Mm. I would have thought he does. But you can only have one fullback in that <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: go past Teddy. No, so I, the, I, I, and look, you know, we talk about the big games, James Tedesco in State of Origin. He was fantastic. We we almost be, we come we are expecting a nine from a te- Tedesco <laughs> is a typical game, and he doesn't get he'll he'll put out a nine yeah, and people will just go, oh
2: He's in Michael Jordan territory.
0: Like he is
2: Insane. There were years Michael Jordan was miles ahead of the next best player, yep. Yep. but Charles Barkley or Carl Malone would win the MVP because they were out of the box. But yep. MJ was the best. Yeah, right. We take we, we take, take over it for granted. granted. We we definitely do. He
0: is yeah. phenomenal.
2: Now it's it's winger of the year and center the second row prop there
0: two double bungers these days.
2: Yes, right. Wingers of the year, please. James Graham.
0: I have Suhalihi wow. suhalihi sorry, and Johnson. Okay. Souths and well from Roosters and Souths respectively.
2: Alex Johnson is an automatic, isn't he, Dave? Thirty tries and a lot of those tries, he puts in a hell of a lot of work to finish.
1: Yeah, it, look, absolutely, he would be a deserved winger. However, I know that Jimmy's left out all four Origin wingers. Mm. Um, I can't argue with Swart Lee. Like his season, we knew the hype was re- like we knew the hype was big, but his season, it just took took my opinion it's to got another to space. Been- or it's sun. It's the best rookie season I'd say since Sonny Bill. It, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah, like it was extraordinary. Yeah, uh, powerful for such a young man. Defensively, putting shots on on ten season first graders. Oh, that
0: that shot on Kicker. Oh wow. Oh,
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Um, centers of the year. I feel like we should have music for this. But centers. <laughs> yeah, the centers of the year. I've gone with Valentine Holmes and Joseph Manu.
2: Yep, oh, they're that's, that's, certainties. Yep, yeah, that's we don't even have to debate that.
1: Val Holmes is a great comeback from him, Dave. Yep, yeah, terrific, really. Yeah, and and that there's some credit to the coach, like getting yeah. the best out of his players. And Val has had a tremendous season.
0: All right, um, uh, as does Joseph Manu, Like his oh. point of difference, <laughs> he the way he comes into the middle of the field, some of the tries he scores out of dummy half. You're like. He's a, a special talent. I can't wait to see him fullback New Zealand at the mm. World Cup. Oh, yeah. I think New
2: Zealand's going to win the World Cup. Is that blasphemous to say that an Australian... As a journo,
1: I can't, to see, I can't wait to see how the Roosters navigate their way through. <laughs> Joey Manu, James Tedesco,
0: sombrero, and Joey Dave. Swalihi. Where som- do you play them all?
2: I don't know. All underneath the sombrero. I don't know. Bra-
0: Brandon Smith. like <laughs> They've got some talent, don't they? Okay. 5 of of the year? Uh, Cameron Munster. Yeah, it's a straightforward one, isn't it? Um well,
2: halfback of the year, it's whoever wins the medal, isn't it? It's Heinz or Hunt. Mm. Yeah, I've gone with Ben Hunt for
0: this one. Okay. Props of the year. Joseph Tarpening. Yoch- yep. Yeah. Partnering Regan Campbell-Gillard.
1: Oh, Controversy.
0: Well,
2: James Fisher-Harris Hello. is just Where's driving
0: through Mulgara
2: yeah. Road going, where the hell am I?
0: Yeah, well, <clears throat> I needed uh, i it's a tough pick. Like, <laughs> trust me, it, it is a – it is a tough pick. Okay, but, you know how to separate the two double barrels. I don't know James uh, Fisher Harris, Regan Campbell Gillard. I look, Campbell Gillard has been sensational, yeah. uh, especially since the origin origin omission, um, and he's a huge reason as to why Parramatta have made it to this this year's GF.
1: Clearly, you think Campbell Gillard goes on the World Cup tour, Jimmy?
0: Uh, on ability,
2: I listen to Mel on, on a Sunday on the Sunday clever. show. He doesn't he, care yeah, about, he, about Penrith blokes, yeah. supposedly. Everyone's lovey do- dovey, though, now, Dave. I read somewhere today or yesterday, I think it was, uh, all the Penrith, oh, Isaiah said some nice things about Campbell Gillard. Mm. They're certainly putting on a, a brave front in terms of everyone loves
1: each other. But,
2: um, but the, he was full for hey, let's the watch of the 80 minutes throwing. on Sunday yeah. and see if
1: they love each other.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah. The, the, the sense I got from Mal. A, he needs front rowers. Yeah, he yeah. he
0: he. He's, yeah, he's but picked. B, he doesn't care about. <laughs> yeah, you fi- fix horse. it up now, lads, and yeah. yeah, we're playing for Australia. Okay, dummy half hooker of the year. I've gone with Apy Corrissell.
2: Mm. I tell you what, this is a really oh. Oh. it's a hot field. Well, who we got? We got
1: Grant. Yes, Damien Cook. Damien Cook. Well, Ben Hunt played a lot of dummy half too. Uh, sorry, not for Saints, but yeah. at, at Origin he, he filled yeah. in. All right. Smith. Okay. Brandon Smith. Brandon, Brandon Smith.
2: Smith. Yeah, well. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um now we get to second rowers
0: of the year. The James Graham Deliems. I've gone with Nane from the Cowboys. Yes. and Kikau. Mm. Jeez, dangerous.
1: I just think I just think how big they are. Oh, <laughs> when you
2: say. It's a good second row. Yeah. Mm. And who are we forgetting that's being left out? I mean Lane's been excellent but yeah. not not for a whole season. Yeah, but exactly. Lee, he's yeah. not uh, Isaiah Papali'i, yeah, yeah. Jeez, uh, uh, okay. I, I no argument. Crichton, so Angus Crichton, yeah, good year. Can, now this, Dave, with the number thirteen of the year is mm. God help oh, you. Wow. This is so our contenders. Before we get the James' award, Yo Murray, Tamalolo, different style of thirteen. Mm. Radley a bit off the pace this year. Just he won't. He won't be a contender. Mm. Um, who are we forgetting here? This is, uh, McInnes, um, Vanucan. Yeah. Um, won't be, won't. Yes.
0: No, I think we've got our three.
2: Yep. I think we've got our three. James guy.
0: Yeah. Um, I've gone with Isaiah. Okay. I don't think wow. there's any stopping him. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. I, I love what he brings. Um, he can play short. He can play at the back. He plays with width. He carries, he's got footwork. He can make, he can make line breaks on his own. He uses that shape. He uses deception. He's a phenomenal... He's a workhorse in defense. He's an A-lister. He's, okay. a, he's something special. James,
2: okay. The Aliens have arrived, and they've decided we're going to have an NRL All-Stars versus the the Martian All-Stars. You have to pick your side, and you cannot you cannot put Cam Murray in the second row. You cannot put Jason Tumlolo in the front row. Who is your number 13 to take on the Martian All-Stars? Well...
0: I just pick the Penrith team <laughs> because they're in cohesion. Cohesion, <laughs> you know. All right, that, that's what I'd do.
2: Okay, and now the award—I don't get Let, this award day. Ho-
0: hopefully, 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 they come up the goods because <laughs> if that's a lot of pressure to put on one person, the entire population, yeah, species of human history, and I get—I to, I have to—I'm the coach of the team, or I get, I'm oh, i so, the—I'm the, 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 the selector. You're so wow. So- wouldn't that wouldn't that be a such a, an interesting simulation to run <laughs> how we get on. Um I don't know why we have an interchange player of the
2: year, Dave. I guess it hurts nobody. It's a, hey, someone's gonna win a Dally M. Yeah.
1: It would be a funny award sitting on the um the mantelpiece at home though, wouldn't it? Would it? Best bench player. Yeah, would. Hey.
0: It sure would. Hey mum. <laughs> I got best bench player. Oh, you
2: reckon what, are you saying Maybe if you go down to cash converters next week, you might see just (laughs) – if you see a dally, that's the one you see.
1: Well, it's such a – I think that bench player role has transitioned over the past few seasons. We see a lot of coaches now carrying outside backs. It's a gun role. Uh, Tabby Wife at the Cowboys. Uh, We know, obviously, it's created a lot of discussion. Jake Arthur. um, uh, Jamin Salmon is on the Panthers bench. Um, Connor Watson. Was, mm. with, was used with great yeah. um, versatility this year for the Roosters. Victor Radley, we know, can play a number of positions, yeah. but it hasn't really come from the bench. But there can only be one winner, Dave.
0: And the Interchange Player of the Year is... Hey, look, it does make a difference. Your bench, it's a 17-man game these days. I kind of agree with Dave. Should there be an award for that? I don't know, but I've gone with Ryan Matheson.
2: Okay. Yeah, he had a great All year. All right, very good. Um,
0: Hasn't he? But we haven't talked about him. Mm. He's been tremendous. Huge. Yep. That Uh, try set up for Campbell Gillard, I know they were down to 12 men, but that pass, that was sensational. It really was.
2: All right. Grand final predictions as we continue the grand final scrum. Here we go. Sunday night, 7.30. Um, What's the weather going to do? And and it is a factor, isn't it? I think it's
1: going to be similar to what we've seen in the last few days. Pretty miserable. Just that that, Uh, that gray and the drizzle and the...
2: Yeah, we're we're, we're in the, El Nino, and, and um, a rain bomb. We're in the midst of a rain, rain bomb. bomb. That's got to help Penrith, doesn't it?
1: Oh, dude, I have the. I get asked that all the time, Dan. How does it help? To, what? How does it help one team over another these days? Well, apparently, that's a, an all-weather footy now. It's not the old leather steeder. <laughs>
0: Hey. If it's a slippery hey. ball, it's a core a slippery stadium ball, is, a core stadium's a slippery hey, surface. Yeah. We we talked about simulations. I reckon they should run a dummy simulation. They've got to play with one of those old leather balls oh, and wow. just see the outcome. Maybe maybe a, a best of three finals. Two first one with a Steeden, one with an old leather ball, and then the final <laughs> one or maybe a dead rubber with a with the Steeden. We'll put again. cotton
1: jerseys on yes, them. And yes, and old like, leather yes. uh, headgear. I like and Goal it. kickers
0: have to toe poke. Oh, oh, off, off, yes. off the sand. You can't use a T. You've got to use the sand. sand. Oh. oh,
2: one of the great lost arts of the toe. Who was your favorite toe poker? Oh, Mal.
0: Mal. So yeah. it was Terry Lamb. Oh, Terry.
2: Yeah. Terry Madison was a good uh, toe poker. Terry Madison.
0: Uh, you know what? Isn't it funny when you look back and you think, how did no one think? Like, why did they think that was I a know. good idea? Like, why didn't they kick it through the laces? Because their accuracy well, must have been. They're kicking the smallest part of their foot
1: and the smallest part of the ball. Yeah. And it
0: hurts. Yeah. How's the level of accuracy like, when that Did, did, did no one think like, well, who was the first person to think, I know what I'm going to do. I want to put my laces through this. Yeah. Like, it, well, Greg Alexander was remembering me in the sort of the he mid-80s.
1: He he had a real uh, right angle yeah. grip into it, didn't he? Yeah. He came in real hard. But sort of it didn't really take off until when? I guess
0: late 80s, O'Connor? early
2: 90s? Yeah. Yeah, I'd,
0: you're right, O'Connor. I'd love to hear some of the commentary.
2: Oh, what is this boy doing? Yeah. He's kicking it for his laces. And then you see when Fox put up the old games, Mick Cronin, 59%. You know, like, great goal kicker, but 59% was great yeah. for the
1: time. Well, it was interesting, but even with the round-the-corner kick at the time, uh, it was become, starting to become in vogue with um, with Rod Wishart, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, had a real stammer to his, uh, right. his uh, lead-up. Yet at that time, Ricky Walford at the, on the Dragons' wing was still
0: persisting with the topo. That's right. Huh? You can just imagine some of the old the old crew back then be like, "The game's changed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this anymore. Uh, it's, right. gone, it's gone soft. That's they don't I, even they don't even toe poke the ball anymore." It's
2: what I love about doing podcasts is you can just go off the rails and it doesn't matter. <laughs> now let's get back to the all this. All I said, Dave, was it was going to rain yeah. on, sorry, <laughs> on on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, look
0: at. You, you don't think it matters. I don't Do you think, you think it matters, think it matters Jimmy. Oh, it might have a, a slight effect if it was if it was ridiculously hot. I I know what I'd put rather playing a little bit of wet. I think it, the kicking game comes into it. Perhaps that slight advantage with with Penrith. Yeah, uh, a lot of the time when we talk about the weather, it talks about the forwards battle. How it just tightens up a little bit more, Jimmy, and maybe
1: with Parramatta going with the, another forward on the bench and out and out middle forward in Nathan Brown, that may assist their their power play as far as playing through the middle, as opposed to uh, leaving Bryce right there, who's predominantly an edge player, likes to play with a bit of skill, a, an offload, a dance, a step. That's tricky to do in wet weather. So, mm. you know, maybe that extra forward on the bench would aid deals. He's persistent with Jake Arthur. That's his, hey. Do, what do you mean persisted? Bra- what? I
2: was going to say, I was going to say, in, don't attack me. Okay, though. come on. Don't jump on me. I was going to say, right, go on. this has been the Brad Arthur method for years, having that Reserve player, so when Mitch Moses or Dylan Brown gets a head knock or is injured, Jake just slots in. I'm not, I'm not,
1: attacking. it's not ne- yeah, but it's also not necessarily in the halves, Dan. He has played dummy half this yes. year, and you tell me anyone in that Eels lineup that can do that role. And We've only, we've already just gone through bench player of the year at the Daly M's. The Panthers are carrying Jamin Salmon, that's right, right, not without any of the spotlight because he's. Surname Salmon, not cleary. That's exactly right. Uh, I think he's
0: um he only played five minutes the other night. Three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, and, sorry. And, Correction and, eight. eight. And and that's that's why you have big minute players in your middle, that why they're so valuable. So when you've got lads that can cover that's big true. minutes in the middle, you can afford to have that backup. Dummy exactly. uh, backup utility player on the bench because you know everybody else can cover those positions. I, I think it's smart coaching. Mm. You prepare for the worst and hope for the best.
2: Yep. Well, and they proved in the worst conditions on thir- on Thursday, on Saturday, on Friday night in that 25 degrees rank humidity. Mm. They
1: finished stronger than Cowboys. Well, they funny. did
2: all the defending and it was the Cowboys. I don't know if you're up there, Dave. Yeah. Mate, they're all cramping up the yeah. Cowboys. That's
1: well, true. And Dan, you know, this is probably one element that we haven't really touched on. Mm. this week, and that is, what's the overhang? What's the hangover from the humidity and playing that tough, tough grinding brand of footy where they had to come from behind? And as as we've spoken about, the weather was inclement. Like it was really tough going. Is is that where the Panthers now have the edge, where they get that week off? They've had the week off and they've, they've played less footy, but not only have they played less footy, they've pl- played less footy in easier conditions mm. than Para. Parra have had a lighter start of the week, I can tell you that. Uh, Tuesday was fan day. It was a nothing run. They ran through their paces for the yeah. fans, signed a heap of autographs for about 2,000 supporters, and they've cranked up their week uh, basically from today onwards. But really, they've only got Wednesday, today, Thursday off, captain's run Friday. That's what they're doing. Jimmy, I'll ask you this way, what Dave's asking, but a different
2: way. When it's eight days, oh, they're nine days. They've got nine days prep does what last
0: week happened matter or is that just totally cancelled out look w- when you're playing for a grand final i i don't think it matters too much it- if you need practice sessions now no nah, mm. you you just don't you've made it this far you know what you need to do you you're well drilled you you know you're in touch yeah fine tune a little things here and there but you certainly want a light week and get ready to explode on sunday
1: it comes down to the how the game's played, doesn't it, Jimmy? Because if if um, the eels are on the back foot defensively and working their backsides off, I would think that they would drain out a lot quicker on the back of what they've done over the past four weeks. Um, be, than what Pan- the, than what the panthers are. But if Mitch Moses can control the field position kicking game, and in the I'm worried about the last twenty minutes is where I'm going for mm-hmm. Parramatta. That's where I'm worried because of what they've been through over the past month. They've taken the long way round. Yeah, it's it's difficult, and not but only so did Penrith last year. And not only the long way round, mate. They went to Townsville in mm. that in that in those conditions.
0: And yeah. no, I, I you, Dave, you're hundred percent right. You you are a hundred percent right, and I guess you know <laughs> we'll see on Sunday just yeah. how they go. Last but I I can't see them fading away, Parramatta. They've they've come too far.
2: Yeah, how smart to get the charter jet? Oh, how huge. smart! How smart! Uh, all right, let's tips. You're a little worried about how they're going to finish. Dave Riccio, who is going to win, and Clive Churchill, please.
1: Well, look, listen, boys. At the start of the year, the Daily Telegraph bosses ask us for our top eight and premiership predictions, and I tipped Parramatta to win the comp. Okay. Now, I'm jumping off. Oh,
2: yeah, oh. no. Not all.
1: Can you believe it? Last hurdle. I'm jumping off. <laughs> oh, Dave, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Oh. Well, I can't. Uh, everything I've just explained yeah. worries me. <laughs> had they not? Had they got the week off? Had they got the week? off, Jimmy, get off off the ground, please. If they had the week off, a little bit fresher. I'm worried that they will lose their legs in the last twenty, and the Panthers will finish finish stronger. The Panthers by four. Clive mm. Churchill, medal. Dylan Edwards.
2: Oh, okay. No one would argue with that.
0: Uh, James Graham, your tip and Churchill, please. First off, I'm flabbergasted that they've jumped off at the last. You've done moment. the hard Solid. work, Dave. I know, Solid. and yeah, you just. Even if you're stuck, you stuck hard with Parramatta and they lost, you can take pride in that decision, Dave. But now if Parramatta win, they're going to be coming from you from... I'm going like, to
1: get Charlie to edit this back. Yeah, now, guys, I think the yeah. Parramatta will win. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the beauty it'll of be like po- the Simpsons yeah. episode where, where, where they'd shot it before the Super Bowl and then Homer covers his mouth. I'm for Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Jimmy, did you give us a tip? Not yet. <laughs> no,
0: I'm going to go Penrith by seven. All right. um, Clive Churchill, Cleary. I got this
2: feeling that Parramatta are going to play with such freedom. Because getting here, getting to this point was the challenge. Mm. Two weeks ago, if they lose in straight sets, Brad Arthur could be gone. Mm. As unfair as that is, as wrong as that is, he could have been gone. Yet amazingly, they're two weeks on and here they are on the verge of winning a comp. Moses can't be as bad as he was last week. And, and, and he, hey, <laughs> you're told your wife gives birth hours before the mm. game. It, it, there's no, no one is bagging Mitchell Moses. But he is going to be so much better this week. Yep, he's going to have to be. I understand that, but how can you go against this champion I, Penrith team? So I, Penrith for me. But in a nineteen eighteen type thr- thriller,
1: golden point, Dan. Oh, geez, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> wouldn't that Ed? Be that something? would be. That's well, you know what? These possible. two sides. That is so
2: possible. But think about the three matches this year is the only side that truly worries Absolutely. Penrith. The only side that truly... Why do they worry them, Jimmy? What is it they do? Is it the mobility of the forwards, the ball movement? What is it the Parramatta does that just troubles players? Like, Yo, Cleary,
0: and Lua, I think, have lost five games in three years. Three of them are against Parramatta. Well, it's no, it's no secret, looking back at Parramatta's last couple of seasons, they've raised their game, mm. and their game can dip. They seem to put a target on this Penrith team and save themselves. for. It seems like it's built up three or four weeks in advance. They'll often have a, a wobble against a lesser team. And then before you, they turn it around and they, they get the chocolates against Penrith. So I think they emphasize the point they know this is a big game. But obviously, that that's in season. That they, they, they put it on a hierarchy above everything else. But obviously, this time, it it really is. So I think we're going to see an even supercharged Penrith team to what we've seen throughout the season when these two teams have met? Uh, Churchill? Cleary. Okay.
2: All right. That's it. We're done. Thank you very much, gentlemen. That was fun. Uh, Grand final scrum continues all week here on Listener and on uh, Triple M as well at 6 pm. And uh, there'll be new people coming in each and every day. Enjoy the game.
0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24 7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream.